COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. No intro again. Um, I have to do a final installment of this topic. I I feel I must do this. Um, there's too much at stake right now. And people who don't live in the East Coast or who don't live in states where there's somewhat of a cannabis monopoly that is overcharging the patients and that's providing patients with very little consumer choice and very, very high prices. If you don't live in a market like that, it's hard to understand the pain that a lot of patients throughout the country feel. 
both at the register and um, in terms of getting the products that they need and want for their condition. If you've never been in that environment, if you've never been in that situation, it's hard to have empathy for people that are in that situation. You know, and it's just, it's just, um, it's just whining to you. It's just, what, 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 what's wrong with you wanting regulation? What's wrong with you wanting safety? Are you just an anarchist? Are you just a person that wants to see the world burn? But it, it ain't that. Um, people just want options. They want options, stupid, and they want options at a price that they can afford. And they don't want to be, they don't want to be ripped off and then told it's raining. Um, when they go pick up their medicine. So I, I, I must do this article and I must do another installment in this in this um, debate over quote unquote regulation and, and regulating the hemp market and derivatives of hemp. So we're gonna read another article and, I, and this is likely gonna be the last episode I do on this topic for quite a bit of time, but it's too important for me to not do this, so I'm going to do this. Bear with me one sec. Okay, there we go. Delta 8 THC craze concerns chemists, unidentified byproducts, and lack of regulatory oversight spell trouble for the cannabis products synthesized from CBD. All right. Um, I the question I always ask to these regulators, I'm going to ask this for for an, another time now that I'm doing another installment in this series. What would your ideal system of quote unquote regulation look like and who's going to regulate those regulators? Where would be the only acceptable places people can buy um, any euphoric cannabis products what would be the only place is it is it dispense are dispensaries should, supposed to be the only place that can properly sell delta 8 and um or is it smoke or, or or will you allow it to be sold at smoke shop what how many how many labs are going to be placed around the country that are standardized that people in this particular part of the country have to go to if they want to sell the quote-unquote regulated product what are, you, what are you going to do about the small cannabis businesses and hemp farms and small independent labs? What are you going to do when the regulators come into town and they shut all of those businesses down? And again, there, there are people in many parts of the country that are taking this on as a cash crop because people aren't buying tobacco anymore. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an 80s baby and I'm a, I'm a child of the 90s. So I remember a time where you would go to a restaurant with, with your family and you would be asked whether or not you wanted a smoking or non-smoking section. Um, people smoked like chimneys when, when I was a kid and that didn't really end until like the 2000s. But lots of people smoked. Lots more people were buying tobacco prior to the 2000s. So now that less people are buying it, and farmers still need to earn earn a flipping living and and now they're adding this adding hemp cbd hemp fiber all that stuff they're adding that to their arsenal of, of, of crops to grow for subsidence and we're just gonna yank that away because a, a couple of snooty professionals want more regulation and want to benefit you know their particular um beat or their particular um 
area that they're making money from they work on the regulatory side it's like it's like it's like drug test companies being against legalization like of course they're against weed legalization because less people are going to pee into a cup in, in a given state and that market's going to lose money so again there's a class component to this like i said in in, in, in previous episodes there, there are people in the cannabis industry some of them pioneers some of them have have done this for decades but now they're on the regulatory side now they're on the administrative side and they forgot what it's like to be the grassroots they forgot what it's like to have to rub together two pennies to 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 pay for car maintenance and to get medicine the next week like they don't get that or or it's been it's been they haven't had to worry about that since the 90s and now they're established as cannabis professionals and now some of them might be on the regulatory side and benefit from 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 sort of a MSO monopoly or benefit from a handful of smoke shops in a state being able to sell any sort of hemp product. But let's 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 delve into this article. So this is from Chemical and Engineering News. Delta 8 craze concerns chemists. Unidentified byproducts and lack of regulatory oversight spell trouble for cannabis products synthesized from CBD. Move over, cannabidiol, the popularity of another cannabinoid, Delta tetrahydrocannabidiol, Delta 8 THC, is on the rise. Found in gummies, vape cartridges, tinctures, and other products, Delta 8 THC is popping up in gas stations, convenience stores, tobacco stores, or shops and cannabis dispensaries throughout the US and beyond with no age restrictions. No, uh, that's not that's not that's not entirely true. Most of the sites I go to, they they check my credit card information, they check to see that I'm over 21 or they they will do they will do some ID checks. Is it every store? Is it every website? No, but most most of the ones I go to do that. Unlike CBD, Delta A produces euphoric feelings that are similar to but milder to those that use Delta 9 THC, a well-known psychoactive compound in cannabis. Delta 8 THC is an isomer of Delta 9 THC. The only difference between the molecules is the location of a double bond between two carbons. The Delta 8 THC craze began when an oversupply of CBD extracted from US-grown hemp caused the price of CBD to plummet. Producers began to look for ways to turn the glut of CBD into something profitable. Using simple chemistry reported in the 1960s, the industry got creative and began experimenting with ways to convert CBD into Delta 8 THC. The resulting products target consumers who are looking to relieve stress and anxiety, especially those who don't want to use traditional cannabis products or those who live in places where cannabis products are not legally available. But with no regulatory Oversight. Okay, all right. Let's, let's let's pause for a moment right now. Let's pause it. Pause it. Why? Okay. So if there is no regulation, how are people able to get these products? How are people able to buy directly from a farmer, um, pick a product from a cannabis vendor or a hemp vendor, have that product have certificate of analysis that that show the the battery I've tested. That, that, that were tested for toxins, for heavy metals, um, molds, um, any other impurities or irregularity. Why are these reports able to tell you with precise detail how, how, how much cannabinoids are in your distillate or how many cannabinoids are in your cart? Um, 
as well as, you know, what strain you're getting. Is this an indica? Is this a sativa? Is this whatever? This was farmed here. And then, and then they include the letter to law enforcement saying that this was derived from hemp. What, what, what is unregulated about what I just described to you? They're just, again, these regulate only people. They want things to be funneled through, through only through dispensaries. They want to sanitize cannabis. They want to sanit. They want to kick out all the counterculture people. Any person with dreadlocks, oh man, like they they need to they need to be away from these establishments because cannabis is more mature now. We need we need to woo in middle aged soccer moms and craft beer dads and all those all those hippie twenty somethings. They're gonna they're, they're going to discourage. The, the actual good customers, which are middle-aged craft beer dads and, and, and wine moms, they're going to scare away those customers. So we need more regulation. We need these Delta A products, these CBD products. We need them to only be sold at, at a dispensary that's going to charge you 300 an ounce for, for a ounce of CBD flour, where in a lot of places you can just get that for 40 or 50. You're going to have mark about the wazoo because they got to make back their money. And because you're going to have all these regulations and these companies are going to be tasked with following these regulations, only the blandest and only the most financially connected dispensaries with, with, with MSO ties or that, that, that run an MSO like business model, only they are going to be able to make money and succeed. So again, when you, when you have to ask the question, what, what, what would regulation look like? How would it fold into our existing infrastructure? And B, who's going to regulate those regulators? Who's going to hold them accountable when the prices of your products went from one price and then they get jacked up permanently to another price? Who's going to hold those greedy people accountable? And again, the pro-regulation crowd has no coherent response to that. None whatsoever. But with no regulatory oversight and limited lab, lab laboratory testing, again, I just debunk that right now, most products sold as Delta 8 THC are actually not pure Delta 8 THC. Some products typically contain a high percentage of Delta 8 THC and small amounts of other cannabinoids, including Delta 9 THC and reaction byproducts. Some of the cannabinoids are not naturally found in cannabis. In most cases, nothing is known about the health effects of these impurities. Again, this can be solved by self-policing. People who are over 21 act like adults. They make their own decisions. They buy product and sometimes, again, cost of doing business. Sometimes you buy a product and it, and, and it doesn't agree with you or, you know, there were impurities in it or um, it didn't meet your standards. And guess what happens during that? give it a bad review and you don't buy it anymore and then, and then if enough people do that that company goes under we don't need to be we don't need to be bubble wrapping cannabis and hemp we don't need to put it behind all these institutions all these paywalls and all this tyranny we don't got to do that we can just let people over 21 make their own flipping decision let the community self-police itself like it's been doing a spectacular job of doing Several states are starting to crack down on sales of Delta 8 THC products, but as long as they are derived from hemp and contain no more than 0.3% THC of Delta 9 THC on a dry weight basis, the limit under federal law, many lawyers and health industry officials consider them legal. Regardless of whether Delta 8 is legal, chemists, chemists are sounding the alarm 
after finding several unidentified compounds in products labeled as Delta ATHC. Safety concerns skyrocket. My concern is that we have no idea what these products are, says Christopher Hadula, president and chief scientific officer of ProVerde Labs, an analytical testing firm with facilities in Maine and Massachusetts. Consumers are being used as guinea pigs. To me, that's horrific, he says. So what about the, what about the what about the opioid industry? What about them being what about trusted doctors telling you that oxycodone was a safe drug and that you can have it in, in, in large amounts and it's not going to lead to detrimental effects in your life? What about those people? What about those what about the sixty thousand people a year that die from these opioids and or, or they get hooked and have their lives destroyed? They trust the science. They trust the doctors. They trust the medical professionals. And where did that get them? Seriously, where did that get them? Were those people not guinea pigs? In my estimation, they were guinea pigs. The Tux Tuskegee um, syphilis experiment. Were those people not guinea pigs in that? Again, this alarmism pisses me off. Let's continue. Using chromato chromo chromatographic methods with ultraviolet or mass spectrometry detection, scientists at ProVerde have tested thousands of products labeled Delta ATHC. So far, I have not seen one that I would consider a legitimate Delta ATHC product, Udila says. There is some Delta 8 there, but it's very frequently up to 30 chromographic peaks that I cannot identify. There are often peaks that are correlate that correlate with Delta 9 THC as well as another isomer Delta 10 THC, he notes. Little is known about the effects of Delta 10 THC, but users have anecdotally reported feeling euphoric and more focused after consuming it. I'm less concerned with traditional THC isomers than I am of the ubiquitous unknowns. Michael Coffin, chief scientist of Elevated Distro, a California-based manufacturing distribution firm. Again, all these firms sound like 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 big giant firms that are that are raising the alarm because they they would be undercut by 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 independent labs and 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 Delta Eight vendors that that again they can sell directly to the customer, and again they don't have to go through these established. Um, MSO labs or MSO dispensaries, so on and so forth. So these are the big fish raising concern about safety because they're worried about their business model. They're worried about their bottom line. This isn't purely a safety and a, oh my God, we got to protect the people thing. Again, part of this is financial. It's like that saying, don't expect someone to get something when their finances depend on them not getting it. These people are have have lots of incentives to believe that independent farmers and independent labs are illegitimate and must be shut down and everything must be 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 applesorified all, all cannabis all any any cannabis product has to be sold in a sterile apple store like environment again this is what the pro this is the when you really tease these things out this is what your pro regulate people want but let's continue Delta 8, Delta 9, and even Delta 10 don't seem to have any of the ill effects on people that we know of at this point, he says. But a lot of people are doing a poor job cleaning up their reaction products, he adds, which results in quite a soup. 
of byproducts and other unwanted compounds. The conversion of CBD to Delta-8 involves refluxing CBD in an organic solvent such as toluene or heptane with p sulfic acid and another acid that serves as a catalyst. The reaction is typically run for 60 to 90 minutes. You basically close the ring on the CBD molecule, Coffin says. There are pretty aggressive synthetic conditions that use small acids, Hudula said. They might be using strong bases to neutralize. They can use metal catalysts. I hear different people doing it different ways in a pharmaceutical environment. HC chemists ensure that products don't include harmful, unconsumed reactants, he says. But nobody's measuring the pH of Delta-8 products or testing strong acids and residual metals that are left behind. Again, who's going to regulate these regulators? If we call for more testing or we certify certain people to be the deciders, who is that going to favor? Is that going to favor an already established dispensary in a legal state or a medical state? Are they going to have a bigger advantage in, 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 in getting to a more regulated market than a small pot farmer and a small grower that's using independent labs and they're, that are using um, independent testing and that are you know, a small operation with, with less than 20 people, less than 50 people for that matter. Who's going to be favored in that scenario? Um, I can take a very, very, very intuitive guess. It's, it's going to be the MSOs and it's going to be the, the smoke shops that are already selling Delta 8. Let's continue. It is possible to separate Delta-8 THC from unwanted reaction leftovers or byproducts, but most people are not actually taking the time to distill or use that chromatography to do so, said Kyle Boyer, a staff research associate at the University of California San Diego Center for Medical Cannabis Research. One byproduct commonly found in Delta-8 products is olivetol, a precursor to THC, Boyer says. There is a patent for olivetol oral compositions that inhibit cannabis intoxication from delta-9 THC. If olivetol also inhibits intoxication from delta-8 THC, it may contribute to the perceived mild effects of the isomer. The patent applies to an oral dose of olivetol. I don't think anybody really knows the safe inhalation dose of olivetol, he says. A lot of irresponsible production is going on in the sense that most people most of these people are getting their information from online. Again, it's this worship of expertise. Oh my God, you have to go through New York Times. You have to go through the Boston Globe. You have to go through the Chicago Tribune or or anything. Or if you go outside those pre-approved big, big establishments, then anything, anything you derive from that or any critical thinking you do is fake news. It's just reliance on expertise. Again, I again, I mean, we just we just marked 20 over 20 years of, of, of 9-11. And um, we I remember America being suckered in to the Iraq war under the guise of we have to get the terrorists. We have to we have to drop humanitarian bombs on Saddam. We got to do it. And if you don't do it, you're unpatriotic and you're a traitor. That was what the mainstream media, they were beating the drum nonstop and, and trying to get us into these into these wars. You know, they didn't tell us the whole truth about about um, 
why we were going to the Middle East. We were, we were lied to throughout that process by quote unquote established media figures. Um, a, um, what's the name? Again, when I was a little kid, um, Phil Donahue used to be on the air and he criticized the Iraq war on MSNBC and they fired it. So this whole trust expertise, expertise gets it wrong too. It does, and it has in my lifetime. Like I've mentioned in a previous episode, Massachusetts medical cannabis and adult use for that matter has some of the strictest requirements in the country for, for testing. Yet a lot of stores are still getting away with selling contaminated and moldy products. Or, 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 or we're hearing like articles from friend of the show with workers complaining of the conditions and having to cover it up. And this is in a state that heavily regulates cannabis. So again, I mean, saying that we should trust one institution over the other, when a lot of institutions in, 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 in this country, and frankly in cannabis right now, have done nothing to engender that trust. They've done nothing to engender that trust. Heck, they've rigged the game to their benefit at the expense of the average person. A lot of irresponsible production is going on in the sense that most of these people are getting their information from online forums and many of them are not necessarily trained cameras. Again, it's this worship of expertise. Expertise has led us down a cliff before it has happened. And a lot of times I trust these online forums a lot better than these these MSO cannabis stock bros that I see in Twitter. I trust I trust I trust the people in online forums and their intentions way more than I trust MSO stock bros. Yet these, yet these people would give them all their approbations. That's what they would do. That's what these expertise worshiping squares and, and, and Karens and Kens want. They want to suffocate the small grower and the small farmer that sells directly to the customer. I got major problems with that. You know, so many people are, are using hemp as, 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 as a way to provide a living for themselves or, or they used to grow tobacco and now they're growing hemp and now they have another way to make money. Yeah, we're, we're trying to steal food from people's mouths because a couple of nerds want more regulation. A couple of nerds want to want make all of cannabis just, just a stale and generic Apple store where only the right kind of educated clientele go, go to those stores. That is what I'm seeing with all of what I'm reading right now. But again, I'm, I'm fired up and we got to continue reading this. Like many other scientists, Greg Gerdeman, acting CEO and president of Nashville Commodities Exchange, which is devoted to hemp and its derivative products, is concerned that the lack of oversight for Delta 8 products. It really needs to be cleaned up, he says. I just don't know there's a great deal of experimentation by producers. And despite claims of Delta 8 being less potent than Delta 9, THC, it can really make you high, Gerdeman said. It's just a matter of dose. Another issue is how many of these products have way more Delta 9 in them than they say. Gerdeman has met both exper very experienced cannabis users and naive cannabis users who thought Delta 8 wouldn't make them anxious, but it did when they took too much. The beauty of cannabis is that you don't get fatal overdoses, but it can make you feel absolutely horrible. Tiffany Coleman, director in quality of quality and processing at Carb Carbidex. Again, these these sound like these big cannabis companies that want that want to shut down small cannabis companies and that only want they only want approved MSOs to be doing all the selling. If 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 we call for more regulation and instead of Delta 8 
grams costing one or two dollars if the price suddenly goes up to ten dollars a gram or fifteen dollars a gram or twenty dollars a gram people in these people people in these mso's that work in these MSOs, people that work in regulatory, people that work in all these sort of professional class industries in cannabis, it's gonna mess with their money if 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 there's not more regulation. If there's not a, like certain people are profiting off the alarmism and are egging it on so they can be the ones to save the day. I I I, I feel that that's what I'm getting. That's that's just that's just the hunch I'm getting right now. Tiffany Coleman, director of Colony and processing at Car Car Carbidex, a cannabis firm in Michigan, experiments with making small-scale batches of Delta-8 THC from CBD as a hobby. The state doesn't allow such activity in commercial cannabis facilities. I'm trying to make sure the science is good, Coleman says. I'm working with peers all over the country and looking at different purification methods. Product toxicity aside, Coleman worries that people are making Delta ATAT without proper reaction safety controls. Who's going to be determining who's using proper safety controls? Are these people, are these regulators going to be paid off by MSOs to favor the MSOs like, like, like we see now? Like who's going to be rendering those determinations? Who's going to watch the, the, the regulators? What would regulation look at like under their ideal conditions and their con ideal system? And who is going to regulate and hold these regulators accountable when they're derelict in their duties? What What's going to be the recall process when 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 small businesses are being suffocated or 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 these these regulatory bodies are conflating safe, independent, small farmer product with dangerous product? And then they get shut down as collateral damage to, 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 to save us against themselves or save us against ourselves. Perfectly legitimate businesses that are, are independent businesses that use good manufacturing practices that thoroughly test all their products and that are selling responsibly directly to the consumer. They're going to be collateral damage in a regulatory craze. Good people are going to eventually be destroyed by, by these onerous regulations. And there'll be no recourse because they'll be gone. Let's continue. Product toxicity aside, Coleman worries that people are making Delta-8 THC without proper reaction safety controls. The conversion of CBD to Delta-8 is an exothermic reaction, so it creates a lot of heat, Coleman says. There needs to be done this needs to be done in a controlled environment, such as under dry ice and acetone, they add. Coleman uses glycol chillers to cool down the reaction. An ice pack isn't cold enough, Coleman warns, saying they know of people who tried that approach and blew stuff up. Coleman also has concerns about some of the solvents people are using. One popular method uses dichloromethane, also known as meth methylene chloride. Chlormethide should not be used without proper or appropriate ventilation and controls because it is a silent killer. A lot of these shops, even the shops in legal markets, are not ready for that kind of activity. The case for regulation. Regulation, regulators aren't ready for it either. Many states are scrambling to control sales of Delta 8, which is now the fastest growing product in the hemp industry. More than a dozen states have banned Delta 8 THC and others developing rules. And it's not just an issue in the US. Although the surge of Delta 8 products started because of an oversupply of CBD in the US, Delta 8 THC is becoming more popular in Europe, and that's good. 
That's a good thing. Coffin says, the U.S. allows export of CBD isolate and people in other countries can do whatever they want with it, he says. All the materials needed to make Delta 8 THC are easy to get, he adds. The problem will not go away, says Jeffrey Raber, co-founder and CEO of Workshop, a California cannabis contract manufacturing testing firm. Again, this sounds like these sound like big companies that are that that feel threatened by these smaller companies. And they're saying we need more regulation under the guise of shutting down competition. This is what this reads like. Raber saw Delta 8 THC market potential in 2018 when Congress legalized hemp in the US. It is a very interesting molecule, one that has very different physiological activity depending on the entourage and how it's administered, he says. The workshop published a white paper in 2018 that pointed out limited availability of high-purity Delta-8 THC due to uncontrolled processing steps. Raper is urging regulators to address those purity concerns and deal with Delta-8 THC in a sensible fashion. What's going to be a sensible, sensible fashion to these folks? What's What is that defined by? Who's going to regulate the regulators? What's this ideal system going to look like? And how you're going to deal with bottlenecks when you are transitioning from this quote-unquote wild, wild west system to a regulated market. How many small businesses are going to be collateral damage for that? How many small businesses that are selling a perfectly safe product are going to go under because they can't afford the new new cost of doing business how many how many businesses that are doing things safely are going to be collateral flipping damage for for this tyranny how many none of these regulate only people or we need more regulation people can give you a, a coherent answer to that none of them can give you an answer to that and but if you do have an answer to that again my email is imcanvassativa at gmail.com don't be shy you can email me and i'm again i'm more than willing i'm more than willing to have people that disagree with me make the argument as to why we need to change things or why we need to go their direction. I'm more than willing to have people in this field make this argument to me, but I've not seen good arguments. I've seen self-serving arguments from what I've seen right now. Well, let's continue. This problem will not go away, says Jeffrey Raber, co-founder and CEO of The Workshop, a California-based cannabis contract manufacturing and testing firm. It might actually morph and change into bigger problems if regulators don't get a handle on it, he says. Braber saw Delta 8 THC market potential in 2018 when Congress legalized hemp in the U.S. It's a very interesting molecule, one that has a very different physiological activity depending on entourage and how it's administered, he says. The workshop published a white paper in 2018 that pointed out the limited availability of high purity Delta 8 THC due to uncontrolled processing steps. Raber is urging regulators to address these purity concerns and deal with Delta 8 THC in a sensible fashion that enables its use in safe, protected ways. But what if these safe, protected ways lead to most people only having a handful of shops that sell it in their state? What if you what if you're an elderly person? What if you what if you could no longer drive anymore? Are you just supposed to take an Uber to the dispensary because because that's what these regulate eggheads want? Is that is that what you're supposed to do? Are you supposed to spend your limited retirement income and pension on, on getting to somewhere because that's that's what these pro-regulate people want? Because of their own self-serving reasons, is that what we must do? 
again there's no real thought to this it's just how is this going to benefit me a potential regulator how, how what how am i going to get a payday from this how am i going to squeeze out the smaller people that are doing a better job how am i going to do that oh wait we got to call for more regulation and then we have an excuse to shut down our competition but yeah let's continue this Raber is urging regulators to address those purity concerns and deal with Delta ATC in a sensible fashion that enables its use in a safe, protected ways. To accomplish that, he says, make sure it is tested. But existing independent analytical labs can't handle the burden of exhaustive testing on all Delta 8 products, according to Amber Wise, scientific director of Me Medicine Creek Analytics, a cannabis testing firm in Washington State. There are a handful of methods being discussed on online forums that use chemicals that I would not want to have as residuals in Delta 8 THC products, such as dichloromethane and trichloratic acid, Y says. Her lab hasn't developed methods to test for those chemicals, she says, adding that it is not practical to develop methods in every single reagent people that are trying to make Delta ATC. Instead, Y says regulators should require manufacturers reveal what chemicals they use to make Delta ATC and what compounds are in their final products. It is possible that one day there will be cannabis plants that contain a sufficient amount of Delta ATHC to extract in pure form. But for now, cannabis plants contain between contain 0.1% Delta ATHC or less. We've seen reports of plants containing as much as 1%, but those are exceptions, Raver said. Economical extraction of Delta ATHC from cannabis requires levels of 15 to 20%. Genetic folks are going after that right now, he says, but synthetic products will dominate for a while. Raber also worries if regulators simply ban Delta 8 like they did with Delta 9, folks will make Delta 10 THC or other, yes, they will. Or Del folks will make Delta 10 THC or other types of ring isomers or alkyl chain analogs such as tetrahydrocannaverin. Some some of these analogs could be toxic or wildly psych psychoactive. Okay, who's gonna be disadvantaged over this? These big companies that are overcharging you—that's that's who's going to benefit off this regulation and off deep off 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 having alarmist sort of mindsets. That's who's gonna benefit. You always gotta follow the money, people. Some of these analogs could be toxic or wildly psychoactive. Raber says regulatory language needs to be broad or you will be stuck in this multi-year cycle of legislative fix. This is in contrast to the 2018 Farm Bill, which limited the amount of Delta 9 THC in hemp and hemp-derived products such as CBD. Like making methamphetamine from cold medicine, just because the starting materials are legal does not make the starting, or does not, excuse me, make the resulting product legal or safe. Christopher Hudela, President and Chief Scientific Officer of Pro Verde Labs. Gerdeman is particularly concerned about another cannabinoid called THC-HO acetate, the acetate ester of THC, which he's seeing propping up in gummies and vapes. It's basically acylated THC, which does not occur naturally in cannabis plants. Heroin was created by acetating morphine over a hundred years ago, resulting in a drug that is more potent than morphine because of the pharmacokinetics. Gerdeman points out, 
Do we have human studies on the effects of acetate THC? No, not at all, he says. And as was the case with Delta 8 THC, there is no information on what else is in those products. Without better regulation, consumers will continue to be duped by unscrupulous producers. Yes, and those unscrupulous pr producers will be sent packing because the grassroots is going to, word is going to spread if you're unscrupulous and you have a bad reputation. People will stop buying your products and you will eventually go under on a long enough timeline. We don't need to protect people against themselves. We don't need to yank people's liberties away under the guise of safety. It's like they once said, if you would give up any bit of, of, of liberty for safety, you don't deserve any of it. And, I'm, I'm, and the older I get, the more I'm believing that. These regulate only people, or these, regu these we need more regulation people are leading the grassroots down a flipping cliff. And I have to take the wheel and, 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 and eject these people out of the car because they're leading us off a cliff. And I'm not gonna allow my, I'm not gonna allow my listeners to get screwed over. I'm not gonna allow um, potential growers, farmers that are making an honest living. I'm not going to take food from their mouths, but these regulator first people and these eggheads and these MS, these people that are on the flipping take, they want to take food from the small business person's mouth and we can't stand for that. Do we have human studies on the effects of acetated THC? No, not at all, he says. As is the case with Delta ATC, there's no information on what else is in those products. Without better regulation, consumers will continue to be duped by unscrupulous producers, according to Hudula. For Delta ATC, he says, we need to get to the we need to get the truth out to the public. Yeah, your version of the truth. That it is a synthetic compound made from an ingredient extracted from hemp. Like making methamphetamine from cold medicine, just because the starting materials are legal does not make the resulting product legal or safe, Hudella warns. He, like many other chemists, believe that Delta 8 THC is a synthetic cannabinoid that is not legal. Oh man, somebody call the fun police people. Many participants in the hemp industry see Delta 8 THC as the salvation, providing a financial bridge until the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approves CBD as a dietary ingredient, Udella says. But I do not believe it's it should be at the expense of unsuspecting customers. And I don't think that it should be at the expense of, of working class customers who work for a living, who want to save for retirement, want a house someday, and don't want to be paying $400 an ounce under the guise of safety. I think, I think those voices are far more important than these, these, these bat cat regulators that want more regulation so they can make more money. Let's continue. Many participants in the hemp industry see Delta 8 as the salvation providing a financial bridge until the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approves CBD as a dietary ingredient, Hudella says. But I do not believe that it should be at the expense of unsuspecting customers who are being misled about what products they are being sold to bail out the producers and investors who gambled on the CBD market, he says. And I don't want to bail out the, 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 the pro-regulate voices who don't feel they're making a sufficient amount of money and under the guise of safety want to regulate small businesses selling directly to consumers out of business. They want to suffocate them from the crib and make a, a lane fully for themselves. Like I've mentioned, modern capitalism and in, 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 in this country where I live, it's not about a fair and level playing field. 
It's about crushing your competition in the crib before they can even take their first steps and securing the advantage for yourself. I believe that Delta 8 has a legitimate place in therapeutics and potentially adult use, Hudella adds, but I just don't see anybody doing it appropriate. It's all bathtub gin. End of article. So let me just level with you before I, I close out the episode. These people are dangerous. These people, like I just said, are driving all, all of us the grassroots off a cliff, especially if you live in an MSO state in the East Coast and in parts of the Midwest. And you're, you're, being, you're being charged $80 a gram for, for, for concentrate, where, whereas one gram of Delta 8 is about one or two dollars, and you can get an ounce of that for 40 or 50. But we cannot give up and we have to fight and fight hard as the grassroots to prevent the regulators from running out the average train or average show. We can't go down without a fight. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay eradicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever-expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.